Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get into it. David in Calistoga. Hey, David, what's going on? Hey there. Can you hear me okay? Gotcha. Perfect. Hey, yeah, I want to talk about two things, but you mentioned it. One thing that I want to talk about before you switched over to football, but Kaminga Siaka. Yes, because you were so patient, but your phone has just completely crapped out on us. Uh, give us another try. Uh, Suge in Fremont. Hey, Suge, what's going on? You're on with Willard and Dibs. Hi, how are you doing, both of you? Good, Suge. Oh, happy New Year. To you as well. Thank you for saying that. That's just ridiculous. It's the 11th. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I haven't talked to you for 11 days. So I tell you, Happy New Year. I appreciate so, it, Suze. Um, Don't let him intimidate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Um, you know, I I wanted to make a comment about Wiggins. And this is something that nobody's ever brought up. You know, he's been off ever since the jo- Jordan Poole incident with Draymond. And, you know, the whole last year was just so bad for him and he was gone and all that. And this year he's been really bad, except for maybe one or two games. I don't remember. I'm just wondering, does he maybe he is going to get traded and maybe he wants to be. Maybe will he go to the new team and he'll be the old Wiggins. We don't know about that. But I feel like there is a pall of gloom on this team. It's been there ever since last year, since our whole incident with Poole. And then this year, you know, we tried to start, you know, like a turnover. Everybody tried to look at it and say, okay, it's a brand new year and everything. And all these things happen with Draymond. And it's like, everyone's like, okay, it's the same old story. And it's just like if I was at my job and I'm doing a good job and there are people there who are doing a crappy job and getting away with it, you know? It just brings in a lot of negativity and, you know, to, to make matters worse, we don't have the size and so, so on and so forth. It's, it's, it's just a perfect storm, that's what I feel, and it's just been bad because of that. Um, Suj, I, I don't argue with anything that you're saying. Thanks for the call. I, however, here's where I would push back on two things. One, I don't think Andrew was playing that bad. Uh, last year prior to him leaving. Right. Um, He was actually doing just fine. So um, has he been bad since the the punch on Jordan Poole? Um, I'd argue no. He actually was okay for a little while, and then suddenly he was gone, and then he was back, and he was okay again. And then this year it's just completely off the rails. And then the other thing, and we addressed this earlier in the week, if, if you make $24 million a year and and your skill set 
falls apart because you lost your friend from from your job. Um, you're unprofessional. You're unprofessional. That that that's what I think. Like that is, and and this accusation's been out there now for a little bit. It's like I I wonder if you all realize how soft you're calling Andrew. Like the and again, you might be right. Right. But the idea that Andrew can't play anymore because his good friend Jordan Poole got punched and then traded, and therefore everything just melted around him, is like hard for me to process because this is somebody who was tagged as the next big thing, the number one pick in the draft, and spent a decade scoring 19 points a game in the NBA. That is not easy to do. And right then, and 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 the straw that broke the camel's back was that his friend got traded. Can't I cannot I, believe like, that that's I really just, the way it's gone. Yeah, maybe it's a piece of it. Maybe that is the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of his desire to be a part of this organization. Maybe there are other things that have gone on that make him not feel motivated to go out there and play and compete. And you know he's not the only problem with this team, Mark. If he was, then. Putting him on the bench would make things a lot better, and things haven't gotten better. Since they've benched Andrew Wiggins, and since they really stopped playing Andrew Wiggins, it's not like the team has been any better. It's just their problems have been different. Yeah, I, I just... that Again, I got no proof that, that you're wrong, because I have no proof that anything you say right now but would be wrong. You could yeah. call up and be like, Andrew, I think he had a dream about a unicorn last <laughs> night. And it just and really, it scared him. Yeah, it messed him up. <laughs> and I'm like, you might be right. Because it he's is, afraid of unicorns, and he's been unable to shake that. It is the greatest mystery of the last five years of Warriors basketball. Right. I think a lot of things are explainable. Some things are surprising. This is beyond mysterious. And right. we, 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 we did it for, for two to four hours yesterday. The mystery of what has happened to Andrew Wiggins, and is it permanent? Yeah, I'm not even that interested in the mystery. This is one of those mysteries where I'm not going to stay tuned to find out because the reality of it is the reality, which is he's not a very good basketball player anymore. Is it temporary? Is it permanent? I don't know. The team's going to have a decision to make. If they think that this is the way that it's going to go in Golden State from now on, he's getting traded. Yeah. Even if you don't get much back for him. And we had Tim Kawakami on earlier, TK, and he was basically saying that, that they may end up trading him and not getting a whole lot back just to be done with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to TK and uh, you can go on the Odyssey app and check it out if you miss it. It sounds like Andrew's getting traded come hell or high water. Right. Be it, be it a good deal, yep. a bad deal, or just getting pennies on the dollar. That's what it feels like the team's going to do. The trade deadline is four weeks from today. You've got, uh, yeah, it's 20, 28 days. Yep. February 8th. Yep. So between now and then, how the team plays, I think will say a lot about what they do. But even if they go on a little bit of a run, I still think that Andrew Wiggins is getting dealt. Uh, TK, earlier today, Withered and Dibs on uh, Wiggins. 
Yeah, I think they're going to trade Andrew Wiggins. You know, I don't know what is out there. I think they've got to find out what's out there. That might be the kind of hinge point. Uh, if you can upgrade by trading Andrew Wiggins, by all means, I think they would. You know, they can get Siakam for Wiggins and something else, Wiggins and Moody or Wiggins and Pajemski. I think that helps them two ways. It gets rid of the contract and it makes them better this season. And maybe they can convince themselves that they can. And I don't think they're you know irrational to think that maybe that could get them to the seventh seed. Or or make him a dangerous six seed, something like that. Something like we saw last season. And I mean, they, they, they'll take what happened last season. They got through the first round, and then they gave in the Lakers a, a run for the money in the second round. There it is from Tim Kawakami. And then there's one more uh, because we had sort of just brought up okay, what can you get for Wiggins? And this is the one where it sounds like come hell or high water, doesn't matter what they're getting for him, he's gone. If they can't get Siakam or they can't get a player of that level, and I'm not sure there's a long list of them, I don't would not put Zach Levine in that list of the player they think they could add and would make a you know significant difference to what they are this season. Then maybe it's Andrew Wiggins for nothing, right? Just get off of him. Maybe they'd have to even put Moody in that just to get nothing or, or very close to nothing, just to move off that you know the remaining eighty four million dollars of the salary after this season to give themselves some you know room to think where the, every decision. You don't have the luxury tax bearing down on you. Every decision, you're not saying, well, we're constrained because we have a $4 million payroll commitment, and that's what they got. I think they would do some things to alleviate that. I mean, you could let Clay go for nothing. You could let Chris Paul go for nothing. I just think Wiggins is the first decision. What can they get for him? What do they have to do to move off of him? And by the way, I hate that idea. I get it, but I hate the idea of maybe they package Wiggins and Moody to get nothing. Oh yeah, what? I mean, Wiggins and Moody. I get it. Wiggins and Moody's not enough to get you Siakam based no, on the money. No, but just, I would think it'd be enough to get you something. Thirty million dollars going out with a player who was second in Finals MVP voting nineteen right. months ago, and who I think is a good young rotational player. Yeah, and you're gonna get nothing. I think that that's that's far fetched. I mean, to get. So you send out Wiggins and Moody, that's $28 million, which would mean you'd have to get something back. And, you know, I was looking at Utah and Laurie Markkinen, and there's a lot of talk that Utah may want to extend him as opposed to trading him. He's a great player, and he's only making about 14. And then you've got uh, Kelly Olynyk on that team, who's not a great player at this point, but he's making $12 million and his deal's expiring. So that would add up in terms of... You know, trying to get an actual player. I think you'd have to give up more than than Moody and Wiggins to Utah. You'd have to throw in a pick. Utah's yep. going to be looking for picks for sure. But that's a name that might be interesting if Utah doesn't extend him. Um, Steffi in Emeryville. Hey, Steffi, what's going on? Uh, all kinds of good stuff. But I um, first of all, I want to agree with you about the the point of Jordan Poole has nothing to do with Andrew Wiggins. And what I'd like to just insert, even though I understand everybody's comments about he needs to be the first to go, Strahan, um, as, as if, if you don't know, his daughter has brain cancer. And he said something that I think can be happening for Wiggs. He said, you learn that you're probably not as strong as you thought you were when you have to really think about the real things. And I realize that I need support from everybody. And you think that I'm the athlete, the tough guy, and somebody who can handle everything because I'm a father of a family. But, you know, 
It's not about any of that. It doesn't matter. It's really made me change my perspective on so many things in life. And I think when you think about the fact of Andrew's father dying and his parents being such a strong part of his becoming the player that he is, not necessarily was, but the effect of a a child having to go through the loss of a parent or a parent having to go through the loss of a child and still go out there and do your job every day when he got all kinds of shade for not being there at the end of the season should give him a little bit of compassion over comments like Jordan Poole was the reason that he's not playing the way that he is. Well, Steffi, let, let's jump in on this first and foremost. Uh, Mitchell Wiggins did not pass away. I, th- there was There was an illness. Um, don't know much more about it, but Andrew's father did not pass away. Your larger point is a fair one. I think everybody, and what an appropriate day here at 95.7 The Game to be talking about um, what, what happens when life takes over. And it's bigger than your job. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, um, you know, we, we've talked about it off and on all, all, all day long. Steiny is not with us. His father passed away earlier today. Joe Shasky dealing with a family emergency as well. And, and more on that to be revealed for sure. But you don't need to remind anyone in this building that life can take over and family is more important. So with all that said, I still personally have no clue what it was that happened with Andrew Wiggins behind the scenes. I can hear people's tone, those who are in the know, enough to know that whatever it was, it was a hell of a thing to deal with. But I also get to a point of, look, we all deal with that at some point in our lives, and if it robs you of your ability to do your job, I'm not going to be mad at you. But you then also can't be mad at the organization or your boss at a certain point who's like, we got to move on. Right. right. We got to go find someone who can do the job. And he is in a job where he is open to speculation as much as fans can or should speculate about the athletes that they pay money to watch. And that's the nature of their business. It's a public business. And ours to a much lesser extent. If you are just Joan in accounting and you have to take a leave of absence, it's probably not going to be one that is open to a lot of outside criticism because you're in a job that is not a part of that as the nature of your job requirement. So I understand her sensitivity, and I didn't know that about Michael Strahan. And like you said, Mark, everybody in the world deals with all kinds of stuff, and you know this station is among it with the two things that you mentioned before. And, you know, we have to decide, and they have to decide, and everyone has to decide how you deal with everything that you have to go through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, that came up with Stephen A. Smith the other day, yesterday, I think it was. And uh, he made the point, again, this is one person's opinion, but he's like, look, if, if that happens, if life takes over to the point where you are just robbed of your ability to function at the highest level anymore, okay, but you kept taking the checks, you kept getting paid to go to work when you didn't go to work. So I know that's only one aspect of it, and there are all kinds of things that are bigger than money. Yeah. But this boils down to two things. Sure, nothing is bigger than family, dot, dot, dot. At the end of everything, you if you're hired to do a job, you still have to do the job. 
Right. So if you or I or anybody was to take a leave of absence of a certain length, it would get to a point where you would have to have a conversation with management and they'd have to say, I understand you're going through it, but you know we're going to need to have somebody fill your spot at some point. And that's perhaps where the Warriors are. And again, we don't know what the off-court challenges or issues are. All we know is he's out of the starting lineup, and when he plays, he doesn't play well. So I don't have to speculate about anything else. All I have to do is comment and talk about what I see, which is a guy who used to be really good at basketball and now isn't very good at basketball. Yeah. Uh, John Vallejo, next up on Willard and Dibs. Hi, John. What are you doing? (laughs) Hey, uh, Willard. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I think, you know, 95% of the league has uh, problems. The Warriors are not one. And uh, I, outside of Boston and Denver Nuggets, do you really think anybody else can win the whole thing? I mean, there's questions with everybody. So for the Warriors, it's not about coaching. It's not about shooting, schmooting. Their Achilles heel has been defensive rebounds. And there's a couple of guys available that the Lakers made moves last year, and all of a sudden, you know, it gelled. The season is still not over as long as you've got number 30 on the team. Uh, I've been watching basketball for, for three decades, and uh, I know how, you know, the Kuminga deal is he doesn't have the footwork. He doesn't have the shooting, the touch. He doesn't – they need to let go of this guy. He is not a long-term, you know, warrior player. He's not a caliber for the to play with Steph Curry. My point is, that why can they get some big guy, you know, there's a – Jakob Pertl, you guys keep throwing around yep. uh, Siakam. Jakob Pertl's only averaging $18 million a year for the next two years, and uh, the third year is a team option. And then there's also Thomas Bryant sitting on the uh, Denver bench. Why don't they get somebody? They they need defensive rebounds. If you remember last year, two of the three games that the Lakers lost, or two of the four, I should say, against the Lakers, it was decided in the last few minutes they couldn't get the darn rebounds. No, you're not wrong, John, but they also need scoring. You know what they need? Everything. They need everything right now. Um, I don't hate your ideas. I- I'll, I'll answer it this way. If you want to trade Jonathan Kaminga, like if that's what the Warriors head out onto the market wanting to do, oh, oh they're going to get some pieces. They're going to get something back. That's the guy that people want. So if you do come to the same conclusion that John does, and I think he's got a point. I think Jonathan's interesting. I think he's got some real skills. I think he could become a very nice NBA player. Um, would I weep if he were gone as, he, as in he's going to become a star? No, I don't think that. I don't think Jonathan has that in him. I might be wrong. But the bottom line is this. If the Warriors get to a point where they're willing to include Kaminga in their talks, they're going to get a lot in return. Well, and I think to that point, and it's a great call, the idea of Jonathan Kaminga being a star or being a great player or not, I would imagine the Warriors have already made that decision. I don't think that they're waiting for the next four weeks to decide in their own minds how they feel about Jonathan Kaminga. If they think that Jonathan Kaminga is a legitimate mainstay on their team for years to come, they're not trading Jonathan Kaminga. I don't think that they would give up on a very bright future with a 21-year-old for a two-month rental, whoever that is. Now, 
Pirtle's an interesting one because he's on the books for three and a half more years, yep. 19-5 each of those years. So as Tim Kawakami mentioned earlier, part of their motivation likely is going to be to reduce salary. So unless you really love Pirtle as a 29-30, 31-year-old at $19.5 million, he wouldn't necessarily be a target, but... It'd if, be okay if Wiggins was in the deal because fine. then you're then you're, you're trading one his, contract for the other. Yeah, and the, and the one you're trading and saving out be, a little bit of money. Be, yeah, as absolutely. well. I think you're right about that. But I think they they've made their decision about Kaminga internally, much like we talked about with Trey Lance, where the Niners had decided at whatever point that Trey Lance wasn't going to be the guy, even as a backup to Brock Purdy. And at that point, it was just a matter of time. Now, we don't know definitively how they feel about Jonathan Kamenga either way. He's been in. He's been out. He's played. Last postseason, he was on the outside looking in because he was pouting and not pursuing loose rebounds. His game is explosive, but his shot needs developing. He's lost on defense. He's electrifying. He's so many different things. What do they think of him internally? Do they think that his deficiencies are such that uh, we can't build around this guy? Or do they think, you know what, with a little little polish, a little shine here and there, this guy's going to be somebody. That, to me, is the most interesting thing over the next four weeks. Because Wiggins, That's what we'll find out. I think yeah. they're trying to move Wiggins. Yeah, and it, it We've heard that like from so many yeah. different people. But Kaminga, is Kaminga a throw-in because they... They don't believe in him long term, or do they hold Kaminga back because they want to give him a hundred million? Uh, Tim in Oakland is next up on Weather and Dibs. Hi, Tim. What are you doing? Hey, guys. Um, you know, just listening, listening to some great points here. Um, you know, it was just it's so easy. If, I don't know if, if uh, Wiggins had a broken foot, or we can kind of assess <laughs> when he's coming back. But but we we don't know. We have no idea. And, and I, I think it's a little unfair to come in with the brain cancer and all this. I, I get it, but we, we don't know what happened. It would be easier if Wiggins just came out and said, listen, I had a tough time. We don't know. He he, he hasn't said anything. And, and and when he came, he was it was already a rumor that he was kind of an aloof type of guy. So when he had a great year, that was wonderful. But now he's come back and... He was the key. If we remember the beginning of the year, he was the key to this team being anything. Uh, that didn't happen. Draymond did not help. I love Draymond, but Draymond is the one that can affect how Steph plays the most out of anybody on the floor. Draymond is the one who puts him in the best uh, position to, to, to score. Draymond also calls the shots on defense, but he hasn't been around, so that's been hurting the Warriors to even see what fits. We don't even know what really fits because this team hasn't really been together. Looney's been off because of Draymond. Yep. So there's so much going on, man. There's so many moving parts. Uh, this team is, is, is chaos, but it's chaos in order. The order's been off. And, and I tell you right now, you have to move Wiggins. And I'm sure Wiggins is a, is a nice young man, but you have to move him because at five points and two rebounds, your return on investment is terrible. I'm, I'm, you know, there's no other way to look at it. Right, but Tim, and again, with each of these pieces, thank you, Tim. It's a really good call. With each of these pieces, though, when people go, we got to keep him and you got to move him. Well, again, at what cost? When you go, oh, Andrew Wiggins, five points and two boards, you got to move him. All right. So you call someone, hey, I got five points and two boards for you. <laughs> you interested? You want to give me Siakam? Actually, no. You want to give me your 23 and 8 guy? I, I'm not interested. For my five and two? Uh, sometimes I think we go to the NBA trade machine as if we're invisible. Did you know that the other teams, they can see the Warriors? Shh, 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 shh. 
They can see them. No, no, They're stop. on TV and everything. Stop talking. No, they can see them. No, Mark. They know. They're not like me. They just have basketball I, reference, I, and they see Wiggins. I, he's a career 16 points a night. I, I went looking for the Warrior box score last night, and my internet went dark. Yeah. So I just assume that Wiggins scored 19. Because that's what he does. He's averaging 18-8 for his career. For his career. So if you don't want a guy who can average it 19 a night, <laughs> then I don't know what you're doing with your franchise. Yeah, so He's 19-4 and four for his career. Forget those last three games where he averaged 3.66666. Well, and that, that brings us also to Clay and Draymond. Yeah, is there intrigue? I, I have some to know, like, when he comes back, will there be some sort uh, of an uptick in their play? Is it going to be all... With an uptick. There you go. Do you, you. Like, right? Is it going to change the look or no? I'm interested in that. But furthermore, for those of you who want to trade those guys, admit that there's an emotional cost there. A lot of the fan base, especially the fan base that's not as dialed in, you're a 95-7 The Game listener. You know what the hell happened with people's plus-minus last night. Some of the people who go to Chase Center don't even know what plus-minus is. And when you try to explain to them, yes, we traded Clay Thompson for um, financial flexibility. They go up in arms. So there's an emotional cost to getting rid of the big three and then add in you're trading them potentially at a time where you're really not going to get a whole lot back. Clay Thompson is an expiring $43 million deal, right. and Draymond Green is one technical foul away from leaving the planet. So what is it exactly that you think you're going to get back for those guys? That's actually reason number one why I think they're staying. There's an emotional cost that's higher than the basketball return that you will get for these people. Well, Clay, I think it's an easy one because he's 43.2, and you would need him to get traded to a team that has 43 or so million dollars worth of player that they don't want. And that's usually not a good team. So you're going to trade Clay to Siberia for a couple of expirings yeah. or one expiring, and. There's not a there's not another player out there making 40 or so million who that team is looking to get rid of. So Clay to me is untradeable. Now whether or not you sign him at the end of the year is going to be interesting. That's a different story. We can talk about that in May, June and July. Draymond Green, very attractive to me, but the one thing that makes you pause and it's a big thing is what you laid out, which is, you know, he's one misguided elbow or a flagrant two or a who knows what away from another long 10, 20, 30. Oh, rest four. of the year. I mean, it could rest be. Who knows, right? Depending on the severity, it could be just an accumulation of technicals, which sidelines him. Yeah. So if you just looked at Draymond the player, oh, yeah, you'd love to have Draymond. He wins. He's a great defender and all the rest of it. But the big question mark around Draymond makes me think that he stays. Plus, Steph wants to play with him. So as you go through the roster, you start to think about Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, and then pick a young guy as the guys on the move. Um, you know, you're right. You look at a team that's like, okay, we're a contender, so we want to add a Clay or a Draymond. All right, you're a contender. 
how much money do you want going out the door? I, maybe there, and, and I think Tim is right. Clay is almost a definite no. Draymond is an unlikely, but is more tradable. Look, the rumors were that the Sacramento Kings wanted Draymond in the offseason. Okay. They also see themselves as a contender that's not quite up to par so far this year. Uh, they're a young playoff team. Therefore, could they use the experience and the brute and the attitude? Yeah, maybe. All right. So you're sending him to the Kings. Okay. $25 million out the door. What is it you want back? And what are the Kings looking to get rid of that they don't want to be a part of this whole thing? Um, there are rumors that Kevin Herter has fallen out of favor. They want to give things over to Malik Monk a little bit more. Herter makes 15.6. Um, is that interesting to the Warriors? Would you like a knockdown three-point shooter? To Ginger. Plus? Team Ginge. Right? Good player. Good player. Not really what the Warriors are looking for. Don't hate it. You want Harrison Barnes back? Mm. He makes 17. It's going to be hard to find a match. Yeah. It's going to be hard to find a match. For either of these guys. Yeah, and I, I thought sure. the uh, you know the, the Lakers situation was interesting with uh, you know the one guy falling out of favor with Darvin Ham. And, uh, oh, you know, Austin Reeves. Thank you, Austin Reeves. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that is really a fit, but if you go down the list of highest salaried players by season, Clay's number 12, and the 11 guys ahead of him are either MVP candidates, the best player on a really good team, or the two best player on the Clippers. And then you get down to guys below him who you probably wouldn't want, like Fred Van Vliet. Is making forty. Zach Levine is making forty. Uh, Tobias Harris is making thirty-nine. Siakam's making thirty-seven point eight. So, if you want to find a match for Clay, it's very difficult in terms of just one guy. You would need a couple guys, and honestly, you're not you're not trading Clay Thompson. You already offered him theoretically or reportedly a two-year and forty-eight million dollar extension. You want to have the big three. Go out together if you can. Uh, let's go to Jimbo and Sunnyvale next up on a Weather and Dams. Hi, Jimbo. What are you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, great listening to your show. Thank um, you. I, yeah, I uh, I wanted to make a, a comment on Wiggins and you know with him being out last year, uh, as well as a comment on uh, Steph and the struggles. So first of all, with Wiggins, I want to preface with. Uh, two players, Draymond Green and um, Rubio. So Green had mentioned in his interview that you know he was thinking of retiring. So um, also uh, Rubio did retire, and he could still play. But I think in both of those cases, I think there's you know the mental strain that they go through has um, kind of. <clears throat> gotten them to where they want to get out of the game into some way. And I have the, I just have this feeling uh, that uh, Wiggins, his issues last year may have been mental, um, you know, where, where he just mentally uh, just wasn't there. And I think it's kind of just continued on. Uh, but again, that's just my take um, and kind of really none of my business as well. But, you know, we hear all these different things, uh, you know, like with the uh, – he lost his buddy Poole um, as a teammate. But, you know, again, I 
listening to conversations that, you know, that that's not going to ruin someone's career. Um, so enough with that. But uh, then on the Curry side, the, uh, you know, Kerr has, has mentioned how uh, Steph's been having to carry um, a heavier burden than usual. And the other teams know that Curry doesn't have support um, on a consistent basis, let alone um, much of any support beyond maybe one other player. So they they can just box him in and they can just do what they want with him to 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 minimize his number of shots, to minimize his number of good shots. Yeah, well, and, and Jimbo, that's exactly, I think, what the Warriors are probably out there looking for. Um, that that that's I think you're you're spot on in in a, in a number of ways with regard to what the Warriors lack right now. If Steph Curry on any given offensive possession is double teamed or it doesn't develop the way they want the offense to, where does he go next? Where does he go next? And if you don't have Wiggins who can create a shot for himself, and Clay's never been great at it, but he's worse at it now than he used to be, the Warriors end up doing what? Turning the ball over. Yeah. You turn the ball over. You dump it into Looney. That's not going to go well. You give it to Clay. He's don't gun Clay. You give it to Wiggins. Good lord. I, I, I mean, Kaminga's hit or miss. He's still learning how to score for himself off right. the dribble. And, you know, Pods is a good three-point shooter. TJD is mainly in the dunker spot. And you're starting to run out of bodies in terms of who can knock it down. Moody can shoot it when he's allowed on the floor. So, in general, though, you're right. And when Draymond comes back, it doesn't get necessarily any better as far as, like, you know, somebody to score the basketball. Draymond's a great facilitator, but... You could use to have another wing. You know what you could really use, Mark? What could you use? Andrew Wiggins from two years ago. Exactly. Exactly. You need. That's who they want Jonathan Kaminga to be. Right. And imagine if you had Wiggins and Kaminga together. I mean, forget them playing together, but both on the team, the real Wiggins. And then Jonathan Kaminga, and maybe you could play them together eight minutes a night and then give them each 30 minutes. All of a sudden, you've got what you're looking for two athletic wings. Right. Wiggins is just not that guy anymore. Um, let's go to um, let's go to Jay in Oakland. Hi, Jay. What are you doing? Hey, how's it going, fellas? On the way home from work, listening to you guys, obviously. Well, thank you for doing it, Jay. Not not a problem. Well, like, uh, two two points. One, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. Um, uh, one, big three and financial flexibility goes together as well as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with pickles. Like, you can't have the big three and have any resemblance of financial flexibility. It's just too much of the cap hit um, those three guys. Um, which leads me to my other point. Like, I don't think they're, I don't think they're getting rid of any of the big three. Um, you guys made a great point uh, of Andrew Wiggins. People are saying, oh, he's a bad basketball player. We should trade them for X, Y, and Z. Like you said, uh, these other teams have television. They can see that he's not playing good basketball. So the fact that a lot of fans think that we're going to get any upgrade, is I don't think that's happening as well. And in my last point, I wanted to talk to you guys about is um, Steve Kerr, his comments. A lot of times Steve Kerr, um, he makes comments that don't really sit well with me because I feel like they're confusing. Um, and his last comment where he said he feels like the team 
has lost confidence and made me scratch my head. Okay, hey, Jay, like, Jay, before you give your take, let's play it for everybody, okay? Yeah, we deserved it for sure. You know, fell fell behind immediately. And uh, I think we're just lacking confidence right now. You know, it's... it's um, you get to a, a stage sometimes where you just kind of lose your belief, and uh, it happens. And that's what's happened right now with our team the last few days. I think we've, um, you know, we've just lost the spirit, the confidence that has to carry you, you know, against um, talented teams night in and night out. Now, what about that bothered you, Jay? It. I mean, this is a Golden State freaking Warriors we're talking about. Four-time champions. We're talking about Steph. Can you imagine, Willard? Michael Jordan saying, oh, I, I lost confidence. Kobe Bryant said, oh, I lost confidence. Absolutely not. What are we talking about? But So it made me scratch my head, but then I thought about it. And I think Steve is onto something. I think Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, has lost confidence, not in themselves, but in a roster. And I think the young players have lost confidence in the organization. So I think he's onto something, not confidence in themselves, self-confidence, but well, I think they lost confidence. Yeah, here's, yeah, no, Jay, thank no, you, thank, thank you, you very much. This is what I would say. I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, that Steve's talking about Steph Curry when he says we've lost our confidence. Um, we've lost our spirit. I don't think he's talking about Steph Curry. So when you compare it and say, can you imagine MJ or Kobe saying that? No, and I couldn't imagine Steph Curry saying it either. He's talking about the collective of the team. And don't say that Klay Thompson would never lose his confidence. He has. Right. He did. He's talked about it openly. I mean, Matt Barnes, once upon a time, came on this show and was talking about the fact that he he went to do that All the Smoke podcast in Klay's house and, uh, and, and almost had to, like... Give him a pep talk. He's like, dude, you're Clay Thompson. Why right. are you talking this way? So he's been on a total mental journey. Um, but I also think this. When we say, hey, these are the four-time champion warriors. No, they're not. No, they're not. Not this group. Well, they are. I mean, a majority of Some them are. Some of them are. Right, but it doesn't matter is, I think, and, and, where you're going with and, that. And even those guys are not those players. Exactly. Clay Thompson is not Clay Thompson Steph from seven Curry years ago. Steph Curry is not Steph Curry. They're not those guys. And Draymond can't even play. And Kavon doesn't have four, but even Kavon, who's got three, I believe, of the titles, he's not the same player that he was right. 18 months ago. We know Wiggins isn't. And then you got GP2, who is a champ, but he's not playing. CP3's not playing. And then you got a bunch of kids. So I do think that Jay was right about confidence in terms of you know Steph and Clay and Draymond they don't have the same confidence as they did in previous teams because they aren't the same players yep. playing around them just one quick note uh, i was looking at the ages of these guys clay thompson's birthday is trade deadline day oh no way bump 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 february oh, 8th he'll yeah. be 34 i'm not trading him i'm just saying he'll be 34 <laughs> yeah. steph is going to be 36 in march so he's coming right up on thirty six. Wow! And I, didn't, I, I didn't know Clay was a uh, was an Aquarian. Yeah, Feb did eight. Not know that Feb eight. Feb eight. Yeah. So he'll be thirty four. Steph could be thirty six. So we that all talk about be. he will be. That's my prediction. Fingers crossed. I w- I think he will be thirty six. I think he will be in March. But we all talk about the Steph Curry championship window, and we got to maximize his window. Let's all take a moment to pause. And in terms of how long we think that's going to be, he's going to be 36. 
And you don't have a lot of NBA teams that have been led by a 36-year-old and won a championship. Even the ageless ones, right? Like, look at LeBron James. It's insane what he's still able to do at his age. But he can't go be, like, just the one. Like, he's also got Anthony Davis. True. Oh, by the way, they also have a not very good record. Like, he, he, like, yes, Steph needs help. He needs a lot of help. I still think he's a very, very good player. Is he the one that he used to be? Probably not. But the help around him has also either fallen off or completely disappeared, Draymond and Andrew. Completely disappeared. Right. And so... This isn't, uh, like, there are mysteries here, but some of it is not mysterious at all. In the NBA, you need a pecking order. You need to know who your one is, your two is, and your three. And they need to all be good, and they need to have played together for a while. Well, here's what Steph's got. He's got Andrew Wiggins. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. He's got a piece of Clay Thompson. That's fine. Draymond Green is also completely gone. Everything else is like a resume. Oh, here's Jonathan Kaminga. I'd like to be hired to be the Andrew Wiggins 2022 job. All right, audition for us. Okay, we will. Well, you don't win basketball games while you're doing that. So it's not that hard. They don't have the people for the roles that are open right now. Right, and the people who normally fill the roles are at an age where they can't fill those same roles the same way. Michael Jordan was 35 when he won his sixth title Kobe's last title, he was 31. So just some perspective on the Steph Curry window. This might be it, Coach. This season might be it. Might be. It might be. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Willard and Dibs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Uh, Peter King and TK, Tim Kawakami, just today. If you miss those, you can go find them. You can also check out Brian Baldinger from The Morning Roast or Stephen A. Smith from Steiny and Guru. That was yesterday. Uh, coming up with more of your calls at 888-957-9570. It's Willard and Dibs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Two things that are coming up before we get to uh, some more calls. One, uh, Mark Grandy is coming up, everybody. Best of uh, best of, of Grandy. Nice. Is coming up at uh, 6 o'clock. What are you starting with, Grandy? What are you starting with? I think probably your guys' conversation uh-huh. with Tim Kawakami. Uh-huh. It was a good one. You're damn right. Yeah. You're damn right. That's why I put him on the spot on the air. Yeah. What are you starting with, Grandy? Tim Kawakami. No promises, though. you got to tune in to find out. Yeah, I like it. And then we also got this. Speaking of what's coming up, you don't want to know what's coming up Tuesday? i got to back away from the mic in order to show our YouTube audience what we have. Contest starting Tuesday. You're looking real good. So Why don't you back that thing I'm away from the mic? I'm going to back that thing up. Give me okay. a little beep, beep, beep. I'm going to back it up. But could you do the talking? Sure. And tell people what I'm showing people while I show it to them. So as Mark is sliding away to show the YouTube audience, I'll tell you what he's showing them and ostensibly what you need to know. It is a gigantic, framed, autographed Christian McCaffrey 49er jersey, red jersey, White name McCaffrey, spelled correctly across the back. Number 23, with a CMC insignia inside the two on the back. This is an incredible jersey, wrapped in plastic, completely hermetically sealed, and ready for... Wait, it says here on my on my script, Mark's Man Cave? That can't be right. This thing is really heavy. It's so heavy. Someone asked you to pivot around and show it to yeah, the Yeah, mix in the, the weight room. room. Listen. We're actually giving this away. The first concert I ever went to was at the Circle Star Theater in Redwood City. So I have an affinity for grabbing things that are the show yeah. and then spinning around. Like Cool and the Gang did Once Upon a Time when I was a little kid. It was ladies' night that night. Damn right. No it was. doubt. It was too hot. It was a celebration sensation. No doubt. Okay. That's a buck. And you don't need to even have a dollar to enter the contest, nope. right? Because we're giving that away to a lucky listener. Yes. So just all you got to do is tune in starting Tuesday all week long, and we'll teach you how to Dougie. Uh, we'll teach you how to do it. We'll teach you how to uh, to to get to yourself yeah. all okay. entered and ready to go. And then one lucky listener is going to have that on their wall uh, for the Super Bowl coming up in February. When you host your Niners Super Bowl party. Uh-huh. And uh, hopefully the 49ers are in said Super Bowl. Now, we got, like, there's so many variables this year with the Super Bowl party because of the 49ers. Right. If the Niners are in the game, do I want to have people over, or is it too emotional? If the Niners are in the game, do I just end up in Vegas? These are all possibilities. Right. So the party, the party is on the calendar, but not in Sharpie. Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting because the last Super Bowl in which the Niners were participants, I was at my buddy Justin mm-hmm. Sanchez's house in Oakland. Shout out Justin. He's a firefighter, and it's a fun party, but the end of the party was less fun than the beginning yes, and the middle of the party. <laughs> so and yep. he's a big-time Niner fan, and... His dad and his mom and mm. siblings and niece, like a whole bunch of Sanchez's as far as the eye could see, and friends and family, and a lot of red and gold and white in the house, and everybody's loving it. And then at the end, it was like, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I remember that one. Yeah. Mm. Then I went to an after party. <laughs> and uh, You always do. That thing got away from me. <laughs> and then Let's go f- to uh, Dibs, half in the bag. Half. The yeah. thing about it is, Should like... seen him at last year's Super Bowl party. I was fine. <laughs> Come on, your kids are your kids are sensitive. Hey, Abe, 
Come here. <laughs> Let me tell you about officials. Hang in there, And what they Abe. have to go through. <laughs> hey, Abe. Hey, Abe. You got a cardboard sign with all the begging you're doing over there? <laughs> Let the refs ref. He won. He won. Yeah, he sure did. Go Chiefs. We all won. That yeah, was a fun party. It was. It was a great party. Yeah. Um, and then I had to go do a show. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that was the best is... part. Sorry, lovely Christy. I didn't have to clean up. Right. Well, in our in our business, like, so you go to a Super Bowl party, and if it's the Niners, well, we got to know pretty much every single thing that happened in the game. Totally. So you got to go back and watch the game again. So now every Super Bowl, even if the Niners aren't in it, you go to the party. It's fun. You oh. watch the game, and then it's like, I got to get home and watch the game. I'm going to end up uh, yelling. That's the problem with Super Bowl parties. Like, some people are there for the commercials and they start yelling, shut up, shut up. I'm going to be doing it during the game. Like, how do you have a party and tell people not to talk? Like, shut up. The 49ers are playing football right now. Yeah. But we, we, we got obviously some, we got eight quarters of football yeah. to play first. And uh, one they get invited. just awesome halftime show that I'm looking forward to. Yes, to be good. Well, we. My son, Quest, and I kind of uh, willed this into existence. Okay. Because we both said about 11 months ago, post-Rihanna, it'd be great to have Usher do the Super Bowl. would be good. And we talked about it, and here it is. Usher. Beautiful. Halftime Usher. Is your son going to get tickets? I doubt it. Nino will probably get a couple of last-second tickets. Damn right she will. Yeah, a couple of good ones. Uh, 40-yard line. Down low. Face value. Uh, Robert in center. (laughs) The great Nina. The Robert savant. Robert in Santa Rosa, what what are you doing? I'm driving on the 101. All right. All right. The 101? Yeah. What are you what are you what are you from uh Chatsworth or something? <laughs> What's the matter with you? That's a four. No, it feels like I'm in LA sometimes with traffic. Hey guys, I uh, love the show. Thanks for having me on. You know, wanna break it down real simple. The team has lost confidence in the team, top to bottom. And you know, none of these young guys are 1A guys. Kaminga's never going to be a 1A guy. Yeah, $95, $96 million worth of salaries between Clay, Wiggins, CP3. The reality is, I think, you're going to have to move all or some of these young guys, not, not all, some of these young guys, along with any of these three players. And the best they can hope is to replicate what the Lakers did last year. This is my two cents. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, that's been brought up a couple times. Thank you, Robert. Um, the Lakers at the deadline uh, were really, really interesting last year. Um, but I think that th- th- there are also some real differences there. Uh, the Lakers' core, uh, which is just two players, was ready to receive these acquisitions and, uh, and, and do something with them right away. And even still, you know what I mean? Like now... Uh, what we're hoping for the conference finals. I know we would take that right now. The the Warriors would would love that, but that's not really the goal. So um, I think you got to find the middle ground. The whole idea of dump all of the young guys for now doesn't feel good, but dump all of the now for the future is not going to fit with Steph and just doesn't feel like something the Warriors would do. So you got to try to ride the fence a little bit. Which is challenging. Yes, especially if you want to maximize the Steph Curry window. And as I laid out in the last segment, if you really think that Steph Curry is able to lead a team to a championship as a one, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that historically, he's getting to that age where 
it's becoming less likely. He'll be 36 in March, so this is his 36-year-old season, and you'd be hard-pressed to find an older guy in history who is a one on an NBA championship. So if he's going to do it, it's going to have to be soon. Um, We do have some breaking baseball news. 95-7, 95-7, the game, breaking news. Another pitcher is off the market. Where is he going? Who is he? This courtesy of both John Heyman and Jeff Passan, right-hander Marcus Stroman is in agreement on a deal with the New York Yankees. Uh, Ow! Um, Marcus Stroman at age 32, an all-star last year, struggled a little bit wobbly down the stretch, but the ah. starting pitching market continues to thin out a little bit. No more Shota Imanaga, and now no more Marcus Stroman. He's wearing pinstripes. What, what, did, what did I do wrong? Nothing. You got him. Okay. All right. Breaking Marcus news. Stroman. Were the Giants reportedly they were runners up? And Strowman yeah. would like to tell you that he thinks San Francisco is wonderful. Okay, good, good. It wasn't this uh, this dang city of ours that that cost the Giants another one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now Strowman probably wasn't that much of a target. Ow! Sure. Ow! He's thirty. Four hundred one thirty-two year old pitcher. Right. Yeah. Right. He just got rid of a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, Di Scalfani is he? I don't know if he's quite oh, thirty-two. He's, he's up there somewhere in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, stay tuned. He'll well, make a move sometime. If you want the real takeaway on this, I, it sounds to me like whatever Blake Snell is asking for, which is also known as Scott Boris, is more than teams want to give. Boris loves to play it out late, and uh, a lot of teams are pivoting off of Snell and going with their second target, which might be like an Imanaga or, in this case, a Marcus Stroman. I think the Yankees were in on Blake Snell, um, and now they're out. Okay, and are the Giants in on Blake Snell? Oh, would you imagine? Okay, I would like I just, to add, <laughs> by the way, if I can, add it big time. As of eight hours ago, report from Sports Illustrated: SF Giants absolutely interested in Marcus Stroman. Oh, okay, they uh, finished in second. Yeah, and Marcus thinks San Francisco's one number two. Exactly. Just use, leave us alone, national media. Use yeah. the Giants. Again. Totally, totally. we're not yeah. part of this. Keep yeah. our team out your mouth. Thank you. I'm with you, Lucas. <laughs> Just build up the hopes, and then nothing. You know, Christmas is canceled again. Uh, you know. Oh wait, uh, Andrew and Pleasanton has a guess on what's going on with Wiggins. These are always fun. Got to be really quick, Andrew. We don't have a lot of time. Sure thing. So uh, basically, my supposition, sensation here is mm. that um, this has to do with uh, an extension of his sabbatical from last season. The uh, the rumors back then were that it had to do with his father's health. So I, I'm guessing that um, you know Wiggins never really had like basketball as the the 1,000 percent forefront passion in his mind. And right now I think he's thinking about family. And honestly, I think he might have uh, one foot in the you know retirement hole. So, Interesting. It, yeah, Andrew. Thanks. thanks. Andrew. Um, I don't think anyone is thinking about retirement at age 28. And uh, without knowing what was happening, I've talked to enough people who do know to know that it was a hell of a lot more than his dad. Yeah, 
And yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, that's, hopefully, that's, that's been hopefully whatever it is, he can get back to playing at the level that he was playing at before, so that his trade value goes up. Uh, this just handed to me. Mark Grandy has officially decided to start with Tim Kawakami. Our conversation with him it was really good. If you missed any of it, you're going to want to stay tuned because what's coming up is brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. It's the best of the game with Grandy. Do you want to do this again tomorrow? I give you one more. Okay, uh, for Dibs, for Grandy, for Lucas, and. And for Whitley's, who's sitting here hanging out with us, I'm Mark. Shoot your shot. It's all you got. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.